The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. Welcome to the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition, offering insights, wisdom, and counsel from the most respected CEOs. Here is the host of the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition, John Crossman. Hello, this is John Crossman, and welcome to the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. Today we have Jody McLean here with us, who's the CEO of Edens. Uh, Jody, are you there? Hi, John. Hope you're well. I'm doing, doing great, Jody. Thanks for being on the show. You are absolutely one of my favorite CEOs in the industry. Um, heard you speak so many times, and so we're thrilled to have you here with us. And I wanted to start off with just um, getting your big picture perspective on the retail real estate market in the in, in the United States today. Can you just, just share your general thoughts with us? Sure. Um, I, I My general thoughts about the retail market today are really positive, John. We're seeing depth. Um, if you look at our occupancy, if you look at how our retail partners are performing, all of it is extremely positive. Um, I, like probably all of my peers, um, even with yesterday's pause um, from the Federal Reserve, um, I, I'm worried, though, about the future. And what I really worry about, I think, is not the consumer, the consumer, um, though they are, there's a lot that's on their minds. It seems that their consumer confidence is down a little. They're not worried about their jobs. Um, they have moved through their spending, but they're still spending. What I really worry about is the growth of our smaller retailers and are they going to be able to access the capital that they need for growth going forward? And so I think if there's one thing I worry about is I just worry about how um, credit tightening really impacts um, so much more than just the capital markets of real estate, but really starts to impact Main Street. And is there any kind of specific trends you're seeing around national retail that think people need to be thinking about? You know, it's really interesting. What we're seeing is we're definitely seeing the consumer pivot to value, but at the same time, they're still willing to splurge on on small, important things to themselves. So we are seeing a trade from goods to services, um, a lot of well-being type services, health services. We're, We're definitely seeing the consumer show up for that. We're seeing the consumer um, showing up, though, also for anything that is participatory. And and so what I mean by that is they want to engage with other people. So if it's a class, um, if it's anything where they can come and learn and be a part of, the consumer wants to be there. They really You hear people talk about experience, but they really want this experience to engage with other people. And so can you give me some examples of what that might look like at a property level, what things are looking for? Sure. I think we've seen it on two levels, two two distinct places at our properties. Um, one is uh, one of the moves that we've made, understanding that when we talk to our communities, our communities say, yeah, we'd like to see this retailer or that retailer, but what I really want to be able to do is make a friend hmm. at 
at our places, which is new. And I, I think people probably felt that way pre-COVID, but coming out of COVID, we're seeing people say that. So at our places, we've started to do things like where we have yoga or we have the run clubs that are open to a lot more people. We might have um, stories in the park for, for young children and parents to come to, and we're seeing people show up for that. Um, in line, our retailers um, that are doing any sort of classes, you might have a florist that's doing flower ma- flower bouquet making. That sells out in just a few minutes as soon as that goes online. Anything, cooking classes, anything where there's interaction, people want to come uh, for that without any question. Uh, and then health and wellness, we're just seeing a broad expansion of spas, um, OMI, um, anything that is um, wellness or taking care of ourselves, we're really continuing to see an expansion there and the, and the sales volumes to be very strong. So one of my perspectives coming out of the pandemic and the, and the conversation of mental health, you know, nationally is it's really hit me about the importance that retail has in society. You know, like there used to be this belief, like everybody's just going to sit in their house by themselves and order things on Amazon. But if you did that, if, if we all did that and we ate kale and we did yoga by ourselves alone and we did all the things you're supposed to do, but then our neighbor had a little bit more weight on them, did a little less yoga, ate a little less kale, but they went to shopping centers and hang out with their friends, that person's going to live longer. That's a real thing. So that that making a friend thing, that's a very real to having a full, happy, long human life, right? It is very real, right? The The first real research that I was made aware of on this came out in 2010 from Brigham Young, and it was a study that talked about the lack of routine social interaction in person. Uh, was more detrimental to our health than smoking a pack of cigarettes a day, obesity or alcoholism. And and that showed out in in life expectancy and how long people were living. Um, What what we're finding, too, is that I don't think it's one or the other anymore. I don't think people either order online or go to a store. I think it's, it's much more seamless in people's lives. But the reason they're coming to our places is one out of just pure convenience, and that's a very quick trip. They need something, and it's very convenient, and they're coming to the store. And the second is to have a really social interaction um, with other human beings. And so I think one of the most important trends right now in brick-and-mortar retail is the experience in the store, but that really comes down to the people who are working in the store and how you how they make you feel. That that store shopkeeper has never been more important than they are today, um, making people feel welcome, giving people content for their lives, letting them learn, um, letting them interact. I think is huge, and then. Doing things, you know, we've put a lot of art in our places because art is something that can um, inspire conversation with a stranger in a very safe way. 
Um, and people want to be able, we start putting up little signs where we have a lot of seating outside that may say, this is a, this is a friend zone. Put your phone away. You know, talk mm-hmm. to a stranger. Give people permission to talk to a stranger again. Make a friend. And people respond to that in really positive ways. You know, it's funny, Jody. I uh, I go to the same 7-Eleven, you know, a couple times a week coming to work. I always use their, the card, their, the whatever, you know, frequent flyer mileage and get my points. And so I have a banter with a woman there uh, and her name's Tony and and we always have a nice conversation and I collect coins. And so every time she has some weird coin come in, she saves it and gives it to me. And so like the other day she had this coin, she gave it to me and I researched it. It was a Ukrainian zoo commemorative coin. I don't know why someone would be spending that at 7-Eleven, but I now have it, right? But that's what you're talking about. Like that's on a tiny level, me and Tony at 7-Eleven. But you're trying to do this in scale on all your properties and make that connection, which is awesome. That That's that's A hundred percent. But you also just said almost every morning. So you rarely miss that trip. Yeah. And think about how many other, I'm assuming you're getting coffee. I'm not sure what you're doing at the 7-Eleven. <laughs> but I'm just sitting here and I'm thinking how many other coffee places is John probably passing? on his way in, but yet this is where he stops. And it is because of that emotional engagement. And so we think about that in everything we're doing. We think about it, first of all, it's got to be convenient. But after that, our location, but after that, I think about it in how we design a place. And and it's weird, how do you design for emotional engagement? But we think about that a lot. How do we curate for emotional engagement? And what are the events that we're doing that really inspired that kind of engagement? Because that that really is what brick-and-mortar retail is all about, and it cannot be replaced online. I told Mike earlier that you're one of my favorites, and you're proving exactly why, because you're one of the best representative of our industries we have. Uh, Jody, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and then I want to talk to you about uh, CEO leadership. Okay. Right back with Jody. Managing a team that has a lack of accountability and effective communication can be frustrating. Bill Roto-Rooter can help you build a cohesive team and a collaborative work environment. As a retired commander of the Navy's premier training system and research development organization, Roto has the experience to help you build trust and a high-performing team as you navigate high-pressure situations. To schedule a complimentary call with Roto, go to rotospeaks.com and complete the form and put the Crossman conversation in the message field. Here's a call to those who want to make an impact on their company, their community, or who possess a desire to make the world a better place. Crossman Career Builders provides the tools and resources for you or your company to make a difference on some of the toughest issues that we all face. Crossman Career Builders partners with CEOs, politicians, and pastors seeking to address problems of racism, mental health, addiction, justice, and suicide. CrossmanCB.com. At JLL, we are reshaping the future of real estate for a better world. For over 250 years, our firm has remained committed to offering trusted and innovative solutions in commercial real estate leasing, management, investment strategies, and technology. JLL.com. See a brighter way. Once again, here's John Crossman. And we're back you know, here with uh, Jody McLean, my good friend, who's the CEO of Edens and just a, a person and a company of great admiration for. And Jody, you know, you were 
a young rising executive became an executive. Now you've been in a long time established CEO. I really just want your thoughts on what in your mind are the best, most important traits for CEOs. So if somebody's listening to this and they're in their twenties and they, they want to be a C-suite one day, what is it you look around and you think, John, you got to have blank to be a great CEO? That's a great question. Um, I think, here's what I think. I think, number one, you have to have both empathy and decisiveness. I think you need to be able to listen, um, but you also need to be able to make decisions. Um, I think you have to have a vision. You have to um, be strategic in your thinking and be able to think long-term about where you want to be and have a very clear vision of, and, and long-term, maybe five, it may be in rolling chunks of five years, but you have to be able to see out where do I really want to go in five, seven, ten years? How do I clearly uh, and very concisely communicate that to others so they know where they're going and they can get on board to follow um, I think you, I said you have to be able to listen, you have to have empathy for others, but I think you have to be very decisive. I think people really appreciate that in a leader. You know, I see all that in you, what I would add on top of, and I want you to respond to this when I think about you, um, you're accessible and you're relatable. Um, there are where people that are in your same position, other companies that are kind of, it's like they're in a tower. You can't get to them. You can't have a conversation with them. And if you do, it's not real. It sort of feels canned or whatever. When I think about you, like you're accessible, you're at conferences, you're in meetings and, you know, people want to meet and talk to you. I, you and I did a thing together where um, I interviewed you during COVID for college students and you were great. You're taking questions from students. So how does that come into place? I guess, like, why do you make yourself so accessible and relatable to people that maybe don't directly drive into the profitability of your business? Oh, um, you know, I think that's important to me. I think that's where a lot of times I learn the most. Um, often I like to be the person in the room who knows the, the least. Um, you find those are the rooms you learn the most, but also just keeping your ear to the ground and listening to people who are sort of in right out front in, in the trenches. I learned so much when I sit in those meetings. Um, and I also hope I have something to give them as well. Um, I think that's important. Um, I try to balance my time, you know, use my time wisely, but I think those are the meetings where I often walk away and say, Hmm, I would have missed it. I would have missed it had I not heard somebody say um, X, Y, Z. So I, I do try to block out time to make sure that I am I am somewhat available um, because I, I always walk away having learned something. So I want you to visualize, you're in a meeting. Let's just say you're an ICS senior meeting and there's a bunch of people in the meeting and somebody in the room and they're a young up-and-comer, they say something or they do something that makes you go that one. That's the one I want to keep my eye on as a rising star. What, what are they doing or saying or making happen that gets on Jody's radar to know they're going to be an upcoming big time player? Uh, I think it's like three things. Um, number one, typically they have a great sense of confidence. I think that confidence comes from being prepared. Mm. 
And number two, a lot of times, or number three, they'll have a, a slightly different point of view. That um, and so I think that plays in they're prepared, they have confidence, and they use their voice to give a slightly different point of view. Whether or not the whole room agrees with them or disagrees with them, I'm always attracted to that person and want to hear what's going on. I want to I want to know what they've done to prepare for a meeting. Those are people who I think will always create opportunity for themselves and for this institution. Jody, I spoke at a, a university one time not that long ago, and a student came up to me afterwards and. She said to me, uh, thank you for your humanity. Um, she really appreciated, I guess, you know, me being transparent, sharing some of my own stories of things I've struggled with. So later that same day, I bumped into a friend of mine who's a retired bank president, and I told her uh, that story. And she looked at me and she said, uh, what in the hell does that mean? You know. And I just thought it was so funny because I was like, it was a stretch between old guard and new guard. Like this older retired Absolutely. executive was like, humanity, feelings, empathy, you know, like those were on the radar. Now, on the other hand, you know, sometimes with younger folks, there may be two out there sometimes with the feelings, things like that. So it sounds like you've, you've mastered sort of bridging that generational gap because I guess you were raised by more older career and yet you're working with young superstars. And so you have, the, is, am I right that you're able to connect to both? I, my, my first mentor in this business was a really, really empathetic gentleman, very mm. empathetic. Um, and I do, I will say, I don't know if it's humanity, but I do think vulnerability is important in a leader. I, I think it's a sign of confidence if you can make yourself vulnerable. And and also, think about the, where the places where you've learned the most, the places where you've probably learned the most, the places I know I've learned the most are where I've made mistakes. And I think that sometimes the role of the leader is to make it cool to to do what I would refer to as fail fast hmm. and and share with people. And maybe that's being human and maybe that's being vulnerable, but share with people. You know what? Um, he, he, here's, here's my failure of the day. And at the end of every day, I do like to take count of where did I fail? I like to take count of where maybe I was successful as well, but but what were those small failures along the way every day? Because if you're not making them, you're not growing. You're not moving forward. You're you're just swimming in place, and that that's of no interest to me personally. I don't think that's of interest uh, to the people at Eden's, and it's certainly not of interest to our community members. Um, I think growing and evolving is is the best part of humanity, which means you can't be afraid to stub your toe or make a few mistakes. And I think that is our job at this point. If we have people looking up to us to say, to give them permission, to make it a safe place for them to make small mistakes. And I just hung up the phone before I got on this call with you with one of our team members. And I said, it's okay. Let's just say, you know, we, we, we made a little mistake. Great. What a great learning lesson. Let's just not repeat it going forward. And, you know, let's move on. This is fantastic. Um, you know, we learned something. That's awesome. Well, Jody, um, thank you 
uh, for being uh, an inspiration to me and many others. Thank you for being a leader in our industry. And I'm going to quote you when I talk to college students and to kind of encourage them to have confidence because they're prepared and then have that ability to have a slightly different point of view. That is great stuff. Yeah. So thank you so much. I think it's awesome. Thank right. you for having me, John. Absolutely. I'll be in touch. And if you have anything for let me know, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. We're going to take a thank quick... Thank you. You too. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in uh, one minute for some closing thoughts. Crossmark Services is a commercial real estate firm offering a wide range of professional services, including advisory, brokerage and leasing, investing, and property management. Our staff comprises the industry's most seasoned professionals who possess the needed knowledge in real estate investments, analysis, and portfolio management to drive growth. See how Crossmark can work for you. That's CrossmarkServices.com. At JLL, we are reshaping the future of real estate for a better world. For over 250 years, our firm has remained committed to offering trusted and innovative solutions in commercial real estate leasing, management, investment strategies, and technology. JLL.com. See a brighter way. Once again, here's John Crossman. And we are back. Mike, Jody McLean. How about that? Yeah, she's great. Listen, man, let me tell you something about my my world, my job. You know, 30 years commercial real estate, predominantly in the retail business, and I... I did leasing and then I did investment sales and then I, you know, ran a company and, and now I'm doing investing. And then in, intertwined in all that has been a lot of, you know, fundraising for real estate related causes. And you know, you know, less of what I've done. And yeah, sure. So in that world for, you know, close to 30 years, I've reached out to C-suite people um, in the industry and, and asked for advice or help or, or business. I mean, or all of the above. And, you know, Mike, uh, there's a decent percentage that have never returned my phone call, never mm-hmm. returned my email, are not nice and kind of stuff like that. And then there's Jody and Jody's got to be, I mean, when you tell like top five, I mean like way up there in, in the entire industry. And you could just tell, listen to her, like her level of empathy, um, confidence, right? I mean, she, she's all of that. And just like this great human, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you want to do business with Jody because like she's doing it right. I mean, like, even before we recorded the call. Oh yeah. I mean, she's asking you about how you're doing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And and and, and like, and it f- felt very human. I believe it to be. I mean, like it's like this personal thing. And then, you know, when she made the statement about the future retail about having that, like, I want to make a friend, like that that statement, like that uh, that connectivity. That's a very like really understanding the baseline. And then when I told my story about, you know, my friend at Seven Eleven, and she makes the comment, think of all the places I'm skipping. She's taking that thought even further, right? Yeah, she's right. thinking, Hey, John's money's going here, not here. And it's going here. Even if the coffee's not as good, I don't buy coffee, but, but the point paid the power bar I buy or whatever, but there are, there may be a better price or a better product, but it's that human component. And then for her to go into the, um, the, uh, the idea, the advice for young professionals, you know, confidence and confidence from becoming from being prepared. Like, I love that. Like, of yeah, confidence is a, is a good thing when a kid has a good handshake and that kind of thing. But that deeper component because they're prepared. And that's my mic. You know, if, um, if you're a kid going to a real estate conference and you've done all your homework and you see someone, you're like, oh, that's Mike Gillen. You know, he's on the shepherd, you know, like, and they, they know everything about you. Of course, they'll be more comfortable walking up and introducing themselves. Mm-hmm. So they have to be prepared, right? Yeah. And then I love the thought, how'd she say it? She's like a slightly different point of view. You're know, like, they're not coming up to you and be like, you know what you should do, Mike? And then saying something crazy. Something radical. Radical that yeah. like is not helpful. But if they had a meeting with you and then they said something that was slightly different, like slightly additive or something like that, 
that made you go, oh, that's interesting, right? I just I just thought that those three things, genius. Yeah, that is. Absolute genius. The nuances of a leader, that's something worth studying. Right. And I know there have been a lot of books that have been written on those kinds of things. But really, it is, it's in the small areas of excellence that really make the difference in a lot of success for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, she came back at the beginning just when she talked about empathy and decisiveness. And those are like easy words to just roll out, but they're not actually practical to do. You know, the empathy side of like really kind of feeling what someone else is feeling and being aware. And what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And then decisiveness is another one. Um, there are a lot of people that never move into a C-suite space because they just pause so much. And, you know, sometimes people ask me about how I get so much done in a day. I make a lot of decisions really fast. I mean, there's certain things I, I put on a shelf and I wait and I want to think about, but man, like 90% of the time, I'm just like, we're doing this. Like, like mm-hmm. I'm just, call, just calling the play. And sometimes that's killing things, right? Sometimes that's not doing things, but decisiveness is a very core part of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A friend of mine who was uh, one of my bosses years ago said that he would, when he has to make those quick decisions, he said, I like to see and imagine in my mind a bunch of ping pong balls underwater that I've just released in a bag underwater. And I want to see which one pops up first. Hmm. And he said, I, I, that helps me kind of sort through which is the most important thing to get to first. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny, uh, Mike, is that uh, I've had times in my life where I had less and, uh, and then having more. And I wish I could tell people, like, by having more, you just feel great all the time. That's not true. That's not true, man. That's not, not true. true at all. No. And so having the balance of talking to these different CEOs yeah. and giving their perspective is just really, really, yeah. really helpful. So anyway, Mike, Gillen, thanks for always being here with me. Uh, this has been the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition, and uh, I'm a big fan of Eden's. This has been the Crossman Conversation CEO Edition with your host, John Crossman. Tune in next week for another talk with an experienced CEO that will help bring clarity to your business endeavors. The preceding was a Mark Radio production.